Love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ our risen Lord and Savior. Amen. The text for our meditation today on this day when we celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord, the gospel reading we heard just a moment ago, Matthew 17, dear friends in Christ, a mountaintop experience. How many of you have ever had a mountaintop experience? Just a few months ago, back in November, my favorite baseball team, the Washington Nationals, I know, Nobody in Nebraska likes the Washington Nationals but me. Back in November, the Washington Nationals, after years and years of futility, amazingly won the World Series. It was a mountaintop experience. Celebrations all night long in my house as we won Game 7 of the World Series. And then what happened the next day? Two of our star players filed for free agency. Since that time, the entire team is being changed and made over. That's the problem with mountaintop experiences, isn't it? They don't last very long. And it seems like we spend all of our time trying to get back to that feeling, to that experience, to that mountaintop. And rarely, if ever, does it happen. Today we have Jesus on the mountaintop. Jesus is there with the inner circle of his disciples. Peter, James, and John. They know something special is about to happen, but they're not sure what. Jesus is transfigured in their very sight. Jesus, God in the flesh. God literally hidden by the flesh of Jesus, gives a glimpse of his glory. His face, his hair, even his clothing shines like the sun. They get a glimpse of who Jesus really is. True God, begotten of the Father from all eternity. The second person of the Trinity, the divine Logos. This mystery is unfolding before them that God had taken on flesh and blood. Jesus gives a glimpse of his glory. And the disciples don't know why at this point, but they know that they've been to the mountaintop. Jesus revealing his divinity would be enough, you would think. But now Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus on the mountaintop. They have a discussion, and we know from other parts of the scripture that Jesus... And Moses and Elijah were talking about his exodus. They were talking about Jesus coming down from the mountain. They were talking about what Jesus was about to do. Go into Jerusalem. Suffer and die for the sins of the people. Jesus is on the mountaintop. Jesus gives a glimpse of his glory, but Jesus doesn't stay on the mountaintop. He knows that his mountaintop experience will be on a different mountain. Not the Mount of Transfiguration, but a mountain called Calvary, Golgotha. Now the disciples, Peter, James, and John... They are enjoying this mountaintop experience so much, they don't want to leave. They're on the mountain. Peter, foolishly, 
says, I'm going to build three tents, three tabernacles. We are going to stay here. We are going to stay on this mountain forever. Isn't that how we are? We want, we want that feeling. We want that experience. We want nostalgia. We want something we'll, we'll talk about and we'll long for the good old days. We want that, that high, that feeling, that experience to cover over the reality of life. You know the reality that I'm talking about. The pain, the sorrow, the hurt, the tears, the consequences of sin that reach out and grab us on a regular basis, sometimes daily, sometimes by the minute. People around us get sick and they die. People around us are, are mean or evil or wicked or rude. Relationships that once flourished are now falling apart at the seams. We don't want to read the headlines in the newspaper or even turn on the television because crime, even in our relatively safe Midwestern communities, is on the rise. We want to bury our heads in the sand, but better yet, we want to replicate that feeling, that mountaintop experience. The good old days when you could leave your front door unlocked. The good old days when you and your spouse were actually in love. The good old days when you, when you felt good, when you were healthy, wealthy, and wise. If only we could go back to the mountaintop. If only we could recapture that feeling and that experience then then our problems would go away. Then it wouldn't feel so bad right here and right now. My friends, Jesus has an answer for our problems, our sorrows, our sufferings, and even our pain. It's not to return to a mountaintop feeling or experience. It's to journey from the mountaintop with Jesus. Jesus doesn't stay on the mountain. He knows his job is off of the mountain to be with the people. He preaches. He teaches. He heals. He even raises people from the dead. He points people to God's promise. God's promise of sending a Savior. A Messiah. One who would come into the world as a king and yet a suffering servant. One who would take the weight of the sin of the world onto himself and into himself all the way to Calvary's cross. Jesus bears the sin of the world, your sin and my sin. He takes all of our hurt, all of our pain, all of our suffering, all of our sorrow. He takes the consequences of sin, but more than that, he takes sin itself. He who knew no sin, Jesus, becomes sin for us. Our sins died on Calvary's cross. That's the mountaintop experience 
that Jesus had set his face toward. The glory of God is revealed on the Mount of Transfiguration. But a greater glory of God is revealed on Mount Calvary. Where Jesus reaches out his arms, he dies, and the glory of God is revealed in the forgiveness, life, and salvation that Jesus has won for all people. And that means for you. Why did Jesus give the disciples this mountaintop experience on the Mount of Transfiguration? Was it to show that he could do it? Was it to replicate that that experience we had with Moses and the shining face from our Old Testament reading? No. Jesus knows what's ahead. He knows the pain and the hurt and the suffering and the sorrow. Jesus gives his disciples a glimpse of his glory because he knows that they are about to endure the greatest testing that they had ever had in their life. Their leader, their rabbi, their Jesus was going to be arrested. Jesus was going to be beaten, mocked, and flogged. Jesus was going to suffer and die. And Jesus, in his great love, gave his disciples a glimpse of, of his future glory, a glimpse of the resurrection before all of this takes place to encourage and sustain them, to help them through the difficult days that he knew would lie ahead. My friends, today we celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord. In just a few days, we begin our Lenten journey on Ash Wednesday. Forty days of repentance, 40 days of pondering and meditating on the passion of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Jesus knows, not only for the disciples, but he knows for you, that you may be enduring difficult days right now, or difficult days may be ahead. God does not leave us as orphans. God gives us his prophetic word, his sure and certain word that points us to the completed work of Jesus for you, points us to the promises that we can cling to in good times and in bad. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. How can you be sure that Jesus' love for you is real? Look. Look to the mountain, the Mount of Transfiguration, of course, God in the flesh for you. But even more so, look to Mount Calvary. Jesus, bleeding and dying, three days later, rising from the dead for you, for forgiveness, life, and salvation. That mountaintop experience is yours, not only today but each and every day that the Lord grants you. Cling to it. Believe it. Live it. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds, our ears, our lives, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray.
O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirmed the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. In the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.